Back to Tesh Matters with Jeff Boggs. Phone lines are open. Reach out and touch Jeff at 367-1240. Just a few seconds before 11 o'clock. My pleasure to welcome back to the show. New Iberia Mayor, Freddie DeCourt. Uh, how are you today, sir? I'm good. Always good to be here. Appreciate uh, your coming by, as always. Uh, council met on Tuesday before we uh, rehash that. Uh, any updates on uh, things going on in and around town? Well, had a conference call this morning with uh, Mr. Lee from Facility Planning, a uh, gentleman and architect that reviews our projects that we work very closely and very well with, uh, and he approved the next phase or the next step if you will of felicity's landing which is going to occur mm-hmm. right down here at the bayou and finally give us a way that a normal sized boat could access a dock and some stairs and get in and out of the bayou in addition to that that's where we're hoping to dock a tour boat at some point uh private industry come in and do that but i think once we put the infrastructure there there's already interest um so that got a green light this morning to proceed at our council meeting uh we, we didn't spend a lot of time on it, so I'll talk about it now. We approved the money for the uh, Civic Center Marina because we had taken those bids. Now, so and that is going to be adjacent to City Hall? That is behind Hall? City Hall, directly behind uh, City Hall. This side of the bayou? Yes. Okay. This side of the bayou, behind City Hall, take advantage of some of the parking spots we have, take advantage of the bulkhead that's already there, and the infrastructure that, you know, electrical things that were close by that we could grab. So that will get started now um, because we have one more council meeting. So at the next, the first step was taken at this council meeting. At the next council meeting, we'll take the next step, and then that project will start. Um, we're in budget right now, so we are planning future projects. We are, uh, we have six or seven ARPA projects that are being designed now that will be coming back to us, and we don't really. Uh, the regulations on those are less because it's not. You don't have all the capital outlay steps. You just have to mm. go to the fire marshal and do uh, you know all of your code issues. But those are all coming along. Uh, we have a mural that's being painted in uh, West End Park, and it's uh, he's wrapping that up. We I went to a Are you the city commission that yes, oh, but okay. actually uh, Councilman Marlon Lewis came up with the concept, and uh, they're mixing. Uh, nationally known African-American leaders with local African-American leaders. I think it's pretty cool. And so it's this big mural behind the stage, and it's just this hodgepodge of people, and it's really fun to go and I know who that is, you know, and kind of pick everybody out. So that's coming along well, but that was Marlon's idea. He did that with the balance of the money he had left from the $100,000. Uh, we are winding that down. Uh, Councilwoman DJ Ledbetter is putting a couple of uh, speed bumps, speed tables, if you will. We said the only place we'd ever put them was the parks. We have one in West End Park, and it, it, it works well in a park. So she wants to put two of those in bank. Uh, we have some people giving their money to do various things at the Pepperplex. Uh, Mayor Pro Tem Ricky Gonsolin is paying for most of the monumental sign that will be up in the front with the balance he had. Uh, Councilman Brooke Marcotte, I think she's going to do something at the Pepperplex with hers. Um, uh, I'm not positive or right offhand. I'm not thinking of what if anybody else has some left. Uh, oh, uh, Councilwoman Dee Dee Johnson-Reed is doing something really cool, and we're developing a new bronze marker that is kind of a city marker. I am trying to make them look similar to the state markers i'm not i don't have the state's budget they'll be half the size (laughs) but we are trying to do those and then running around where we can actually 
keep telling our story as you've seen we've been doing with the box wraps utility box yeah. wraps and you know the red dot tour all of that's you know vinyl all of that is is not that durable uh from the long haul so with the money that she has left i think we'll start looking at some historical markers uh which i think is cool so uh but that's all happening at the same time that's happening new budget we're fleshing projects out left and right uh want to change the carpet fix two lights uh get a new sound system at the slime and it desperately needs that and kind of spruce that poor puppy up because it's so well utilized but because it's well utilized it's getting beat up so kind of looking at fleshing that out um we have a little project called founders park that will be up in the civic center in the plaza up in the front which pays homage to all of the various uh, communities we've twinned with because we've never we don't really have any acknowledgement for any of them and i've actually been going back and forth with uh jose manuel from Halloween de torres and they are going to donate some uh tile for Halloween de torres's plaque if you will uh and so we're in the middle of laying all that out and figuring that out putting some money in for that for new budget uh kind of looking at in front of the kayak dock because it's working and fun and uh, we have some outfitters who are interested and want to rent. I met with one of them myself. We have another group coming to kind of start renting kayaks and, and maybe even doing little tours and stuff. So I know I'm going to need some additional parking. So the little, where which was Timeless Treasures gas station that was right, torn right. down a million years ago, big environmental wreck uh, that the city cleaned up, we own that property. So we're going to kind of revamp that and make a parking lot for the kayak dock, which I think will be nice and will be needed. Um, so we've got all kind of things popping. This school, Monday, I finally get to sign the papers and buy the old Park Elementary. Okay. That will happen on Monday. Excited for that because that gives some new police activity, gives uh, some new uh, a senior citizen center in a couple of the classrooms for the park, for West End Park, uh, a lot of storage for various departments, some training area for the police. I'm looking forward to that. So uh, we signed that, uh, like I said, Monday morning, which is I've been waiting on that. That's going to be a good thing. And just running around popping projects, man, doing doing what I know how to do. Very good, very good. City Council uh, met uh, Tuesday night, as we mentioned, uh, talked a little bit about those ARPA projects, uh, including one with Sewerage District Number 1. Yes, yes, that is. We're doing some rehab of sewer lines. We're also working with District 3, which is the plant we own on half. We have a project coming with them. So... Those will be talked about for a while because sewer is a a good thing, a needed thing, but a never-ending. I mean, the maintenance on it, our system is old, and I'm just fine, and we're never getting out the hole. That is something we will always spend mm. money on. So, anyway, but, yeah, that's some rehab projects coming. And declaring uh, some wastewater equipment as surplus property. Couldn't find a buyer? No, nothing good. <laughs> nothing good. I mean, you know, broken compressor, this, that, things that can't be repaired. Tractor you can't get parts for. uh uh, old electrical tools oh i mean every time we do these i'm amazed at you know what it's just what you go through we have the same thing in my construction company you 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 know things just get to a point that you can't repair them and what the city does because you can't just get rid of them so you go to every department and there's a dead pile somewhere and what we're trying to do is clean those up the park did this a couple of years ago kind of need to do it again um so as we're going to these facilities to do work or do something our department heads are kind of looking at you know how we can do a little house cleaning very good um, and, and you mentioned, too, I think it was in that conversation, uh, 
the frugality of uh, Vince and uh, that he doesn't just discard anything. No, because he'll make something out of it. He's an yeah. engineer, you know, so um, he'll look at something. On one, way, one hand, he spends the most money of any department head I have. And he's good at grants, and he's good at finding money, and he's good at projects. Okay, that's why we get along so well. And he has so many projects. On the flip side, uh, you know, you go over and he took two broken things and turned it into something. He's an engineer. Yeah, I love so, to repurpose stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I love to repurpose stuff. But if, if, he, if I go and look and we can't figure out something to do, same with the park. I was trying to keep two trucks to make one, and then I finally realized, I don't have anybody to put this together. We at one time had an old bucket truck. I said, oh, I'm going to reuse that for something. And you quickly learn that there are some things you're going to get to in city government. Private business is a little bit different. Uh, you know, if you want to stop your whole crew for a week and don't go to your jobs and use all the manpower you have and the horsepower and create something, which I have been guilty of doing quite a few times. It's my nickel. I can do it. You, you can't really justify that with, uh, you know, with the city and the city employees. So uh, a lot of things either get surplus that we get a little money and then roll it back into something new or, or scrap. But anyway, that's how it goes. A little conversation in regard to uh, executing an independent contractor service agreement with a former employee, Maxine Gosselin. For professional services uh, from just the permitting department or the yeah just the permitting what uh maxine was our clerk maxine handled a lot of this from the clerk side but knew the and is very much a process person she's worked in the legal world her entire career just about so uh i thought she'd be a fit i actually called jeff simon and bounced it off of him and said what do you think i said you know jimmy's Liz left. She she retired. She she moved to something else. It's all good, you know. I'd have done the same thing. I think she made a you know a cool move. So Jimmy now has no one in the office, and this is a temporary until we hire someone. It's a it, the permanent position is a civil service position, which come it takes a while to fill a civil service spot. Um, so Jimmy was drowning. I mean, the compliance part of his job is all the grass complaints, the junk car complaints the demo the houses all the things that we're really trying to aggressively spend money on so it was like the train will stop i mean there is nothing to put in the furnace so i came up with the idea that if maxine knew it from the clerk's side she'd certainly have the skill to do it and i knew she was doing some independent contract work so jeff thought it was a good idea i called maxine she kind of said okay I, I could do that and uh so took a little while to get it in place and get the contract but she'll work two days a week at the city. At first, she was going to work remotely because her other independent contractor work is from home, but she's going to come in two days a week. So it's by the hour, you know, no benefits, no anything as a private contractor un- until we find somebody. But it's good to know, one, I have to thank her because she, I worked with her for my first few years. She was our clerk and uh, probably three years, I guess. Um, but she did a really good job and I was excited that she was willing to, to come back. Um, and that's just another tool in the toolbox because I'm sure something else is going to fall apart. There you go. Nature of the beast. Uh, introducing a couple of ordinances, one I think we've already talked about, uh, but another one that garnered some conversation, uh, changing the curfew uh, for minors, the age of Yeah, from 17 curfew. to 18, yeah. and that's because the state did it. So we need to be consistent with the state, and I don't rewrite state law. In other words, what state laws are is what we got to follow. Um, talked to the police chief and the city pro- the city prosecutor, uh, Nicole Burke, is the one who realized, hey, we, we have something that's not uh, cohesive with the state. Talked to the police chief. And, and my first response for everything is, you know, because that's just 
what I'm supposed to be doing. And I was like, hang on, Nicole, let me talk to the police department. You know, let's see how to fix them. Did they think it's a good idea? Do we have any other options? Well, the chief immediately said, no, get on the same page with the state. <laughs> and that's what we need to do. Uh, so put on the agenda, and that's what, we're, that's what we did. And, you know, there are questions whether or not a, a potential uh, sentence for uh, violating uh, maybe too severe, but again, um, just following state law and having to put some teeth into it. Yes, yeah, and and you know all these tools that a police officer has, or that the city has, not really just the police, the city has. We don't have a big issue that we're constantly throwing people in jail on all these ordinances. If you look at the penalties and the fines for every one of our ordinances, you know we, we half the town would be locked up. Um, so officers use their discretion. City judge uses his discretion. And I like to feel that my office uses discretion when it's something that comes up. So just because there's teeth in the law doesn't mean you got to bite everybody. Mm-hmm. And, and we don't. Uh, but, yeah, there was a little discussion about that. And, you know, for more egregious uh, offenses, you know, might be a good tool to throw. You know, there are some people that should get the book thrown at them. I'm going to tell you that there are times and instances that, you know, you did what? And you go through the list of everything they did, and, and, and there are times that, all those charges actually add up and mean something and have some ramifications. So I'm not saying I like all those in the law because there's somebody's going to come along that deserves every one of them. Uh, and that's really how I feel, but, uh, hopefully not. And, and you have to have discretion, but if the state has it in their law, we should have it in ours. If the state wouldn't use it in theirs, we wouldn't either. So it's, it's, you know, yeah. give and take. It was funny when it was funny to me when I'm, listening tuesday night uh, to the meeting and you talk about discretion my first thought yeah. went to a certain state policeman who had discretion when a certain boss uh, was pulled over for going 30 miles an yeah. hour over the basin bridge yeah he, he used his discretion too he did and you know it's a it's a slippery slope i can see that it goes <laughs> both ways because uh, you're right you know while i was saying that i was thinking oh yeah well but some people have no sense mm-hmm. uh Anyway, that's a good case in point of uh, misuse of discretion. But anyway, that's why we have body cam. That's Mm -hmm. why we have rank structure. And that's why you administration of every department, you know, should be checking, should be looking uh, even even apart from the police department. But that's what my department head is supposed to be checking for is accountability. So that's the big ticket. There you go. Already talked about the other uh, introduction of Uh an ordinance and they'll be up for final adoption at your September 6th meeting, a couple of property standard issues, uh, and some uh, discussion about uh, the the time frame of demolitions. Yeah, yeah. People need to understand that, you know, on the best case scenario, it's probably six months. Uh, On the best case. And then if they appeal or if they come and say, I'm going to fix it, and then we give them 60 more days and they don't fix it, then the process picks back up. But but that three months was wasted. so, and if they appeal it in court, if they get a lawyer or if they go themselves, which we have people who do that, they sue us, they go and file paperwork themselves, well, now you've got to go to court. So it can easily take a year to a year and a half to get rid of something. Um, or sometimes people have good intentions. I'm not knocking anybody, but they'll say, okay, I'm going to fix it. They don't say I'm going to fix it till the 11th hour, so we've already wasted six months. Then... They lollygag in their, you know, construction project, and it takes forever, and we keep giving them a little more time, a little more time. The good thing is the city's not spending money, and we are trying to hold people accountable to fix their own issues on their own property. 
And so you want them to do that. It's the right thing to do. But every once in a while, we're two years down the road, we end up tearing it down anyway. So it's, it's, it's a process. But we have uh, three or four challenges in court. We've already had three or four challenges just as I've been here. We've won them all. Not knock on wood. Um, we're doing our best to follow our process, to follow all the steps, uh, you know, and, and do this right. I wish it didn't have to do this. I mean, the amount of money that the compliance office, the amount of time, the amount of effort, the city attorney, the other attorney who's appointed, uh, Joe Burke, who does some things on the back end, all of these things, you know, amount to a lot of money to fix somebody else's responsibility, basically. But if you don't do it, you're infringing on the neighbors. You're just bringing the property values down to your town. You're, everyone who lives around one of these properties is affected by it in a negative way. And so I feel a responsibility to deal with it, but uh, it's, an, it's an expensive thing to have a compliance department that is active and that is, you know, aggressively trying to clean this place up. Gotcha. question came up uh, about, obviously, you before you demo them, you want them to fix their property, but if uh, the worst case scenario, the property has to come down, I'm sure you encourage the property owners to do it themselves. They'd oh, yeah. save money, right? I wish they would. they save a lot of money. You know, it's going to go on their taxes, which maybe they're never going to redeem it. But still, it's much cheaper to do it yourself. Uh, it's even cheaper to hire the same people that we utilize mm-hmm. to do it. But harm yourself, pay them yourself, and get it done. You know, it is cheaper. But not all people either have the wherewithal. Some people don't have the wherewithal to do it, so they can't. Uh, other people, it's big groups of, uh, you know, this family property that just has this, you know, 100-year history with a family, but the title will never get straight, or no one will uh, step up and take responsibility for it because it comes with a bill. Yeah. Uh, so in those instances, sometimes they just get torn down because there's no communication between people uh, of what to do with it. So it's, it's a problem. I mean, it, uh, and as our town gets older... And as our citizens age in certain parts of town that, you know, aren't thriving of of new people coming in, that's the ticket. The ticket is to figure out a way, once we have these empty lots, be it modular homes, be it new little small homes, the the next level of this is we got to infuse some new life by getting some new citizens or, or, you know, developing these properties because uh, the path we're going down, we're cleaning it up, but, boy, we're going to have, we're going to represent a lot of empty lots. Yeah. Uh, if I remember right, the Lombard Street uh, property was voted to demo. Uh, yes. Remind me about Edna uh, and the street. Yeah, I think we, bo- we, I think we demoed both of them. Okay. Yeah, yeah, both of them were demos. Very good. And uh, anything notable out of the finance reports or council remarks? Not really. It seemed to be pretty much the same. And the meeting was uh, actually for us, you know, a, a short meeting. I mean, it didn't take that long. But there wasn't a whole lot of councilman's remarks, so you talked about, uh, you know, a few things, but nothing, nothing really sticks out. Gotcha. Anything else uh, going on in and around town? Just, uh, just busy, you know. It's, uh, budget time is a really, not stressful for me, I think it's fun, but uh, each department has to put their budget together. They give me their wish list. Um, I just finished Xing the wish list because, and look, when you, you call a wish list for a reason, I called mm-hmm. one department head yesterday and said, you're not getting it this item of $250,000. He said, okay, well, it was a wish list anyway. So, you know, I, I'm sweating. It. Like, I haven't had this big debate. He goes, eh, that's why they call it a wish list. Yeah. So, took that one off. Uh, but, you know, assessing equipment, trying to figure out what my people need to do their job. Uh, the other really big thing is I'm actively pursuing raises for my uh, 
municipal civil service employees, especially my people at the bottom of the rung. You know, I have people that make $8 an hour. I, I just don't think that's acceptable. So we're in a position that I think we can afford to do it for the first time. So we're looking at making some adjustments. So I'm spending a lot of time on that, a lot of time assessing equipment, uh, a lot of times going to all the parks everywhere and just saying, okay, what's next? I'm getting a new roof on this. Next thing we're coming inside. Next thing we're doing that. Um, just a lot of planning right now, but fail to plan, plan on failing, you know? Yeah. So, uh, very busy with that. Have you scheduled budget meetings? Uh, budget meetings will be coming, uh, this week, Kevin and I met. Next week, we start with each department head, and want to get through that. I would say within about two weeks, the email will go out because I need to present it to my council 45 days before we adopt it, um, and I'm always early adopting it. So budget meetings are coming. As soon as I, I'll send out a press release as soon as I know, you know, because that's a, a public meeting. So as soon as I know when it is, but they're coming pretty soon because uh, I, I want to get on this, and we got a lot to discuss, just a lot of possibilities. You also talked about uh, planning on uh, talking to civic organizations and whoever, I guess, will listen about your uh, repurposing you. the tax. Yes, that's coming. Uh, I actually have a group that is forming a PAC, and a PAC is allowed to advertise, to say, yes, we support this and run ads. The city government is not. I can just tell you about it and educate you on it. I can tell you my personal a opinion. vote for yes means yeah. this, a vote no right. means this. Right. Yeah. Um, like we did for the police. So I actually have my first PAC meeting one day next week, and I want to get through that because that's going to be my core group that believes, have contacted me, saying, you're on the right track. We've never had a road program. If you don't do this, we're not going to have one. We're going to end up like every other administration that fixes a small portion of the roads and doesn't have any money to do anything further. Um, so the, at the PAC meeting, I have a schedule laid out. I was supposed to go. I had a little COVID scare issue last week. Anyway, I had to quarantine for some days, and now you don't have to. I was very glad to see that, but that came out on the Thursday when it was my last day of quarantine. It, you know, anyway. Yeah. So, because uh, I ended up with uh, four or five staff members who got it. Mm. Yeah, it's back around. Um, so, I was supposed to go and speak at the Realtors Group. So now we're setting up all the civic groups and all of that. But I really wanted to have that PAC meeting next week because that's my core group who kind of will help talk about it and spread out through the community. Uh, and it's a good thing. I mean, we're going to take a million dollars. We're going to pay off an existing millage. And then we're going to turn right around and ask the voters for that exact same millage. So it's no new tax. And that would be a tw dedicated to a 20-year road program. And so I really think that's the ticket. These crews that out and about tearing up our streets and fixing them. Uh, we before they would leave, we could actually uh, get some contract documents together and do another bid and another bond. And I don't think they'd have to stop. Uh, I don't know if they'd get it, whoever gets it. Sure. But basically, as a city, our work would not stop. And I think that's important because we're not doing nearly enough streets, but we're spending $12.5 million. We all know that costs are up, and it's not going as far as it did before. But uh, if we could pull that off, that would really... Uh, give us a, a good jump on on our infrastructure gotcha and yep. that's in november the november yes, ballot in november on the november ballot so you'll see me starting to hit all the civic groups this month the next month and then in october we'll come out with a little a little the pack will come out with a little ad campaign that we'll try to you know get it out there get the message out there um i've had good feedback i mean i now i've only talked about it the last couple of months and at one meeting, and uh, I've had people call and say, you know, I think you're on the right track. Um, it's not a new tax. So uh, 
hopefully we can pull that off. All right. Anything else before we let you go? No, I think it's good. Thanks for letting me come. Always a pleasure. Appreciate uh, New yes, Iberia sir. Mayor Freddie DeCourt joining us, uh, usually the Thursdays following Tuesday's city council meetings.